Welcome everybody to the 16th ever West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson here, joined unfortunately by Gregory Marlantoon. <laughs> he's he's really just grinding my gears today, you know, playing his sad music over and over again. It's it's not a fun time. His stories, to be honest, I'm not. I don't really want to be here with you today. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, how are you doing? Not actually, I don't care how you're doing. Hey, well then go ahead and move on, whatever. <laughs> wow, I'm just, I didn't think I was playing that sad of music in the car. Um, what really started this was when I started to play happy music. So, you know, you should get your... So sad music correct. gets you happy and happy music gets you sad. Kind of a reverse effect. Yeah, it's like, it's like reverse psychology on the brain. That's one way to put it. I've never listened to sad music and then happy and listened to happy music and then sad, but hey... If that's you, go do you, I guess. Yeah, clearly, you're not very happy with me today, so we'll, we'll see how this podcast goes. But go, go ahead, Mr. Host. Mr. Yeah, we'll Chris see what Jackson. GMT guarantees we get this time around. I don't think there are any GMT guarantees this time around. This week's pretty chill week. But you do owe me for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I owe you wings. I know that. Time. Yeah, I know, I know. I know I owe you wings. You uh, see, I'm not going to renege on it. And quite frankly... I'm not going to backtrack on it. Like, you try to backtrack on certain things and events. Things <laughs> and events? You're making me sound like I'm, like, a terrible person. I made I made a mistake, and things happen. It's not a bad mistake. You know, everyone makes that mistake. No. Perfection. Okay, and you're perfect. That's right. Sure you are. Yes. Chris Jackson, the president of West Coast Preps, is perfect. So never as made long, a, as long as we know that. Never made a mistake in my yeah. life. Yeah. What about the typos that are in the stories every now and then? Every story, you know, I, I I like to throw in a typo or two every single story. I think I think it's fun. Misspell a kid's name. I'm just kidding, kids. I never want to misspell your name. If I do misspell your name when I see you at a showcase or a game, please, you get every right to hit me in the face. Yeah, Zach from Valley Christian. Or sorry. Wow. Oh, I you're know. you're the one. You're the one that you're the one that misspelled his name. From Vacaville Christian. I'm sorry. <laughs> He deserves to, you know, I apologize to him for misspelling his name and also adding an extra space in Zach Pasdell's name. Um, they both deserve apologies. Zach Pasdell's name is Bryce Pasdell. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough day. Um, I, do, I got the last name right. I should not stick with first names. Uh, We're keeping all of this, by the way. We're not editing this out. We are keeping this in the podcast. But anyway, so, I apologize. That's that's all. I some more fun stuff. <laughs> we had Giant Skills on Saturday, their first ever rendition out here in the Bay Area, Northern California. Another showcase we've been to, a good one, a different experience there at the Campbell San Jose area. Just Greg, initial takeaways from the Giant Skills Athletics Lineman Showcase. Takeaways are, it was amazing camp for the offensive line, defensive line guys. They really got a chance to get some drills down and work on their footwork and work with these coaches on the technical aspects of things and they got a good hour and a half of work that focused on their skill sets and then also got that one-on-one tape to put what they learned in the drills and being able to execute it in drills against 
big time talent that was there. Yeah, no, you definitely had some of the best alignment in all of Northern California, and quite frankly, California out there. I mean, it was it was a good time. I've always loved alignment one on ones. I think that's my favorite thing. To be honest with you, it's just different. It's just guys throwing each other to the ground, getting really dirty, nitty gritty. Uh, Greg almost went blind during the showcase because of Dominic yeah. Childress. Thanks a lot, Dom. So October thirteenth, Greg is suing Dom. But anyway, yeah, Dom was one of the another one of the standouts at the showcase. Had him performed really well again. Actually, Dom just got an offer from Cal Poly last week as he well. Did. Big time thing there from Mountain House. First ever Division One offer for a football player from Mountain House. Very impressive. Big time news there. He looked good. He had a lot of different linemen, like a Max Dixon was there, Chad Tazi, Joshua Nisa, a lot of different guys there that were definitely just boosting their profile. I think they're in front of some really good coaches as well. We had Coach Hardy. We had a lot of different guys there as well. Coach from Alabama that played there a few years ago. Obviously, Chris T, guy that runs it. They're building now their profile in Northern California. Built it pretty quick up here too. Yeah, no, they got they got things going pretty quickly, and I know that they're planning to do a lot of things here in the future for these offensive line, defensive line, just so that way these kids have a chance to go out there and expose themselves in a whole other way and something that's not necessarily done at all these camps. And it's really focused on them, and I think it's going to be good for these offensive linemen, defensive linemen, because there are so many good ones out here. Yeah, it's huge for them because it's, it's tailored specifically <laughs> to what they do for the linemen. So they're getting two, two and a half hours of some coaching from line coaches, specifically, like I mentioned, like the Hardys. And yeah, you have a good connection with the Yes, I do. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I do. I have Good a old. fantastic connection. What, what is it? Country Roads? Yeah, Take Me Home Country Roads uh, by John Denver. Yeah. Played that song actually on the ride back on Saturday, too. Greg was a little upset about that. I used but, to be like a West Virginia honorary fan. That's gone. I am no longer an honorary fan of West Virginia. After some why, because you, you, you felt left out from the conversation. No, there's some of the well, stories. Well, you should have went there. Then you wouldn't have felt left out. That's your own problem. I'm not sure how... Uh, how great of a West, place West Virginia is anymore. It's a fantastic place. Always was, always will be, actually. Closed down restaurants and, and stuff like that. It happens everywhere. You know, every once in a while things things happen in a college town. Coach Hardy, though, a great guy. He should make you become a West Virginia fan even more. Hey, honest with you. Like I like we said on Twitter, I got four years of eligibility left, so Yeah, West Neil Virginia. Brown Neil Brown does not want you. If if Why if not? Neil Brown recruits you, I no longer trust the climb. Oh, you probably shouldn't trust the climb anyways. Oh no, I should, but I wouldn't trust if you were on the roster. <clears throat> Love to see you go against an Oklahoma offensive lineman. That's weird because I'm actually already in contact with the West Virginia coach. Yeah, I find that to be a huge lie. Well, you find everything to be... You find some ways to construe stories and though they're not true. You like to change the way things are actually told. No, no, that's, that's, that's definitely not true. Especially with your stories that had me so peeved at the start of our podcast. But that's beside Can the point. Can you explain what that word even means? Peeved, you know, a little upset. Wow, yeah, that's, I've never heard that like word you, before. Like a pet peeve? I, didn't, I guess it is school time. Yeah. I guess I should learn new words. Maybe we should make that Did you not show up to school? I had perfect, with an asterisk next to it, attendance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely put a couple asterisks on both sides. What about you, Chris? Did you show up to school senior year? Cannot confirm nor deny those, those yeah, reports and those thought. allegations. That is what I thought. Kids show up to school? Yes, go to school. Yeah, but anyway, these linemen, we've gotten really sidetracked again today, all thanks to Greg. 
But we, but honestly though, I think their profile is really going to keep growing. They've got more events coming up here in a couple of weeks. Giant Skills does. For their first ever one, that was really impressive. Yeah, it was, it was ran really well, really organized. Everybody knew what to do the whole entire time. And you got to think if that's just your first ever showcase in this region, how much bigger is it going to get over these next few months leading up to the twenty twenty one season? I want to say they had what. Between 50 and 70 guys, I don't know the exact number that they had, but they had a good group of guys out there, and it was ran and organized very well. It was just, like you said, they put it together in a short time, and they got things done quickly, but it was ran great, and I'm excited to see what they do in the future, and I think they have a lot of exciting ideas, and hopefully it will bring a lot of excitement for some of these offensive line, some of these linemen that really just deserve bigger platform and honestly i could go up and down this list of guys that do deserve a bigger platform just from, from this roster alone <clears throat> obviously we know the darius fontenot's from skyline we've seen him win mvps every single showcase he goes to that guy wins pretty much every time he's out there dom childress is obviously every guy like honestly every guy on this list this is something that's going to be huge for them especially leading up to this season because there's a lot of good linemen in this region in the bay area northern california maybe they're just not getting that exposure that platform they they should get and something tailored specifically to them as linemen is huge yeah and it was crazy like even the guys that you know were kind of there was one guy that was sitting in the back and i'm not going to call him out specifically by name but he was sitting in the back and then hadn't had a turn yet and then he comes out there and dominates yeah he was just shy right i think he was just one of those guys i think he's kind of introverted at first then you get him going into his element and then boom every single rep he was out there he won right He, he he killed it yeah so, you know, that's another thing. When you go to these showcases, you know, it can be an awkward, uncomfortable situation, but assert yourself. Get in there and get those reps. Don't be scared if you lose a rep. It's not a it's these are the, good these are the practice. These are it's, the best guys in, yeah. you know, it's a good learning experience. Area. Yeah. You're going to lose some reps. You know, defensive lineman Aaron Donald doesn't get to the backfield every time. It's more like 99% of the time with him. But he's not there all the time. But, you know, sometimes you don't win a rep, and that's it's okay. You learn from failure, right? You learn from those losses. You learn more from those than the wins. And That's right. Yeah, don't be scared to go out there and get your butt taken down a little bit. That's Sometimes not, your yeah. best success is a failure. Yeah, that is. And a lot of these guys, they were good ones there too, so there wasn't exactly anything wrong with losing a rep to any of these guys. We have some good offensive linemen there too. I know the D-line had their bright spots, but the offensive line really, really did too, especially nearing the end. Mm-hmm. The offensive line really did a fantastic job. Yep. They, I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. Derek Thompson. I love how everyone calls him Dela. Yeah, it's just they call him Dela. Yeah, Dela. He's just he's just Dela. I feel like he's just the epitome of Dela Sal. But yeah, I mean, every single one of them. Uh, what was the they, his nickname was Rhino, I believe, is what his nickname was. He was a stud out there. They had a lot of really good offensive linemen. No, yeah, they for, they for sure did. I'm excited for the next one that they do host here coming up soon in a couple of weeks. That should be a lot of fun. Date, time, and location have not been announced yet, but should be announced here pretty soon, it sounds like, for Giant Skills Part 2. Yeah, NorCal Edition. Yeah, NorCal Edition. It's growing pretty big pretty quick up here, doing a good job there. But now moving on to another thing. <clears throat> Had some more news coming out over these past few days about the dead period being extended again, affecting... This 2021 recruiting class, and to be honest with you, these next four or five years, because we're seeing the recruiting dead period has been extended until 2021 rolls around until New Year's Day, what the NCAA just announced. 
it's and it's going to be a tough situation here. We've had a lot of conversations with different coaches about this, and we mentioned it in our last podcast with Ty, and I it really just pisses me off. I don't understand the dead period because now we're forcing these kids to make a decision on a school that they're not allowed to visit, and obviously they want to make this decision, but how... How are we going to force a 17, 18 year old kid to make a decision without having all the facts or kids already have impulsive decisions because of a name or something like that? It's just going to become more, oh, I really like this name. And you don't get to visit the school, learn, and you don't get to build those relationships with the players, right? That's the big thing about these official visits. You get a weekend with the guys already in the team, you build those relationships and you're like, a lot of times too, I know, I've heard things, college sports, I've heard when I've been in college this kid wanted to go there, but their their stipulation was, I'm only going to go there if I get to be your roommate. That's big. That's an yeah. underrated part of recruiting. It's something we're going to lose because of this. And it's going to make these next four years really interesting times. I know the transfer portal is growing, but I know you and Ty Brown mentioned it last week. That transfer portal is going to grow. It's going to compound itself even more than anyone can imagine, I think. Yeah, I can. The 2022 transfer portal is going to be insane. And I mean, I, I could see so many kids that said that get to school and they're like, this is not where I want to be. I'm not enjoying this atmosphere. I don't like it here. I could see a lot of kids doing that with the dead period becoming such, I mean, honestly, NCAA is just another form of them being idiotic. Um, I, I'm not a fan of the NCAA. I don't think they're a good organization. And I think this is just another example of them messing things up. It's just really hard, too, because you go on top of that. Now kids are, like you mentioned a little bit already, they're going to commit. But kids are going to commit quick. They're going to commit even faster, even if they've never really been anywhere near that area. Seen them, whatever, because they want to get their scholarship spot before it's too late. And you just think of the trickle-down effect that's going to have at every program across America, not just these big 12s and Pac-12s, it's going to hit everyone big. It doesn't matter where you go. Now, and I could be wrong, but I believe this is only Division I that has a dead period extended. I believe that some D3 schools, NAIA, that you can visit some of them. See, that's another thing, that NCAA has made this so confusing to where some programs you can talk to, some you can't. They need to make it a much more simpler program and maybe get rid of some of these ridiculous rules that you know you can't talk to this person or can't talk to that person I think those need to be changed and it needs to become more of a simple program in my opinion yeah there's a lot of different things that <coughs> can be fixed will they get fixed I'm not sure I'm not even sure how this is going to work for Scholarship numbers too, with the way things are going, with these with players not losing eligibility, and I know I don't want these kids on these teams to lose eligibility, especially if their their season gets shut down after two games. It's these seniors and all of that stuff, but you think of the trickle down effect it's going to have. Scholarship numbers could be lost, and what's the NCAA going to do about that too? I was just talking with someone yesterday. We were discussing. I'm not going to say who the athlete is or what school they're going to, but they are committed to play at a Division One university. But here's the stipulation. Sure, they've committed. They were offered a scholarship, but they're, they're only going to be able to get that scholarship 
if a, if one of those seniors decides that they don't want to get their extra year eligibility that they're allowed because of this new NCAA rule going on. So now what does that kid do in that situation when they've committed somewhere? And what happens? And then these scholarship numbers get lost. I just don't know what's going to take place. You just think of the dead period, everything going on with scholarship numbers too, recruiting. Yeah, I think it goes back to junior college isn't a bad way to go, especially with everything right now. It's more of a guarantee that you have a spot. It's more of a guarantee that you're going to be able to play because who knows what's going to happen at these D1, D2, D3 levels in the next two years with everything being so weird. I think that the junior college programs are going to be off the charts for the next couple of years because it just seems, in my humble opinion, that it seems like the better way to go right now. But now how is the situation going right now also going to affect junior colleges financially too? Is sure. the thing too. So it could also affect junior college. It's going to affect every level, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not sure what's going to happen. There's just a bunch of unknowns, a lot of question marks. I wish I had an answer to. I wish I did. I wish we could just say, hey, these kids on the rest already get, they get all their eligibility. It doesn't matter. This year's just kind of a trial run, a redshirt, not being a redshirt at the same time, weird thing like that. But these kids that are committed... I don't want them to get punished. I don't want I don't want them to get penalized. But how do you make that work? Schools are going to need funding more money. You're going to need to make you're going to need to convince boosters to put in more money. But it's just it's tough. Like the situation I mentioned with you, sure you commit somewhere to play collegially, but then they might not be able to honor your scholarship because a certain senior might decide to come back, which is all the senior can do. That I have no issue with that whatsoever. If you because this is such a crazy situation, do whatever the heck you feel is right at this point. But this uncounted freshman should not have to be penalized for that situation either. Both of them should be able to get the best of both worlds in this because this is unprecedented at times. I know we've probably said the word unprecedented more than we've ever said in the past six months, but it's true. Yeah, this is... No one ever expected that we would ever be going through this, right? 2020, perfect vision, all that stuff. Remember New Year's, everyone was super 2020, excited. clear vision. Yeah, <clears throat> all that stuff, right? Great Gatsby, everyone's got great Gatsby parties and... All that fun stuff. Well, unfortunately, that has not happened this year. And no one could have expected this. No one could have foreseen what was going to happen. Even when things started happening in March, no one thought we'd be like this all the way to what we're end of September right now. So it's just one of those things that we need to help these kids because this is the most important time of their lives. Right, the college years is so important to what happens the rest of your your life, you know. And you learn so much, meet so many people. These kids want to be in the correct situation. They want to be committed and know that they're safe in their situation and where they're committing to college. And I feel like right now, all these kids are feeling uncertain about where they're going. They don't know even if they do commit to a college that they're going to be able to go there. And it's NCAA needs to step in and figure it out. Because at the end of the day, they are the, the people who make these decisions. And as many bad decisions they've made, they can correct most of them right now and make sure these kids get the opportunity to play. And I think they could come together in certain sports, but there's also certain sports and the NCAA doesn't have a unified front. 
like basketball, you see the NCAA runs it. The NCAA clearly runs basketball, right? With everything. But you go to football, every conference is just a free-for-all, right? Especially now. I know nowadays is different, but I think it's also that I know every area is different with COVID cases and everything. But it's just a perfect example of nobody's on the same page, right? There's not one uniform front. You don't have the NCAA telling you, hey, this is what we're going to do. Every conference needs to follow this. But it's like every Power 5 conference has their own set that they're going by. And it's just I, – I don't know how they're going to make it work. So and, then, and, are, and, are, and then are they only going to focus on one sport or are they going to take into account all these other sports too? Because you got to make sure you take care of every sport, not just the big money makers. Right. Because, and then you have the Title Nine and make yeah. sure women get the – their amount of scholarships and stuff like that because they do deserve their scholarships. And, I mean, it's not an easy situation. I'm not saying it's one decision. You know, it, it's going to take time, but they need to make sure that the right decision is made. And, that, and that's, that's the end of the story. And you don't want to have such a large impact on these <clears throat> kids coming through high school right now to where scholarship numbers are so limited for them and then what is a kid going to do these kids that could typically go to play college ball might not even get that chance because of numbers yeah just because ncaa doesn't want to make the right decision when it comes to whether paying players or just the ridiculous rules that they have in terms of it's just a lack of consistency exactly biggest thing especially we see when they come down with sanctions it's not consistent right it's just the same old it's the same old song and dance every single time Hopefully this situation gets corrected, but this this extended recruiting dead period, I I don't see a whole lot of positives out of it. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Anyone that sees positives out of it, please let me know. But I just don't want to see that and everything else we talk about. I don't want to see kids get punished. I don't. Well, I think the one positive is with California not playing football right now. You know, this isn't just a California dead period. This is dead period for everyone. So hopefully it slows down the recruiting process for others while California is able to play here in January. So hopefully it puts them more on an even playing field and California isn't as far as behind as they probably could be if the dead period got open. So that, there's one it way could to help out. It could help out the West Coast like here a little <laughs> bit. Because California is behind the eight ball right now because we're seeing these kids in Texas and everywhere else are getting good film out, right? And colleges are watching. They're watching that stuff. That's huge. You get game film out in a big 6A game in Texas, that's going to go a long way. Yeah. And, you know, as much as the showcases are good, it's not pads. You know, we can't put pads on these kids. It's not full 11-on-11 football. And that's the thing Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, Utah, all these states are being able to do right now yeah so maybe their recruiting dead period helps out california a little bit i hope it doesn't penalize the kids in other states obviously but maybe it just helps california get a little more on a more even playing field obviously it's not even right now it's not going to be even for a while but at least maybe it tips the scales a little bit yeah. how about these kids i know california kids there's a lot of good ones we've seen everywhere we go that should be getting more offers what positive vibes only that's that's what we need. That's what you always preached to me when we went to L.A., San Diego. Yeah, then you played depressing music for me in the car. See, you're just making people think I sit there and listen to, I mean, sad Drake all day. That's not true. Uh, lately, it's been a lot of sad music. No. Sam Smith. I, Skylar I, Thomas has really gotten you on a Sam Smith kind of vibe. No, I, see, you're, you're wrong there. 
I listen to a lot of Logic. Logic doesn't have a whole lot of sad music other than 1-800 and stuff like that. But, you know, Logic's my guy. And, I, like, every day, you know, never been uplifting type music. It really gets me going in the morning. You and Logic. I'm obsessed. What can I say? Oh, I know, I know. You don't play as Logic as much in the car anymore as because you Because you get so mad when I play Logic. You're like, you just, you, Logic Trap. You, you, you know, you have a bad music preference because that's all you ever would play at certain points and all of a sudden all you play is Sam Smith. I have one Sam Smith song in my playlist right now, I think. So, and that's featuring Logic. So. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and then last thing we got for you, let's just do a little Bay Area recruiting update from this past week. I know actually Skylar Thomas from Menlo Atherton just got an offer, Northern Arizona. Big, That's a big, big offer. thing for him, the second offer. He's got UNLV. He's got that as well. There's definitely been some good offers here recently. Obviously, we mentioned Dominic Childress gets that Cal Poly offer. His first Division One offer, like we mentioned, the first one ever from Mountain House football. So obviously a lot of history being made there. You've got Valley Christian tight end defensive end Tyler Roberts just got offered by Colgate on Sunday. A big offer. I mean, he, his recruiting process has really heated up yeah. over the past couple months over the summertime and this offseason. Sean just, Smith from Livermore. That was Yeah, last Lewis week, and Clark. Literally but... the day before Lewis and Clark offered him, he, we were talking about He was yeah. talking with Lewis and Clark, and then that became his second offer, joining Whittier. Sean Smith... He's going to be a good one. This senior is going to be a big one, I think, yeah. for him. He's, I think that's going to definitely lend itself to more offers for him. We've got more East Bay guys. Zeke Berry from De La Salle, receiver, defensive back. Got offered by Oregon. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, Oregon just won a Rose Bowl, won yeah. 12 games last season. So pretty good. Don't give Connor that much credit. And Zeke though. Berry had 305 receiving yards last year in a De La Salle offense that runs the ball a lot, right? They run the ball an insane amount of times, 25.4 yards per catch. His other offers, you got Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, Colorado, Oregon State, San Jose State, Utah. You've got him. So you got a couple of e-ball guys getting those offers in football. Then you've got Skyline guy, Coach Bates guy, Quakey Garth Jr., running back, defensive back. His third offer, this one from Concordia in Chicago. He's got that. He's got Trine. He's got Whittier. He's had a big offseason after having a big season for Skyline as a junior when he had 500-plus yards, recovered a fumble, and we all know what Skyline did last year under Bates' 9-3 season trip to the Silver Bowl. It was their best season since they won nine games in a Silver Bowl in 2004 back when Bates was on the roster. So you've got some big news there. you got an Antioch football player, Jalen Weaver, defensive lineman, announced his final three schools as top three on Saturday, three-star prospect. Indiana, Nebraska, and Tennessee are his top three schools. You got a prediction there? I do not. No. I do not. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to go, you said, I think Tennessee. You're going Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just, There's been some Bay Area guys that have gone to Tennessee in recent yeah. years. I just, I got that feeling. I'm not going to put GMT guarantee on it, you know, but I got a feeling Tennessee is is where he's, he's okay. leaning towards. Okay. And last year's a junior at Antioch, 12 tackles for loss, 9 sacks. wonder what he's going to do this year. It's going to be a good one to see. Then a freshman baseball player just started his high school career, Joe McGee from De La Salle, an outfielder, committed to college already. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's, he committed to... I remember to, when I was a freshman. Yeah. I wasn't committed to no colleges back then. Yeah, at that point, you're worried about lunch, you know? What am I going to have in the cafeteria? For, I couldn't even commit to what... I wanted for breakfast that morning. 
<laughs> true. Yeah, very true. And this kid's already announced he's going to Arizona to play hey. baseball. Arizona's had some success on the diamond recently. Two NCAA tournament appearances since 2016. Won a Pac-12 title eight years ago. And McGee's just going to be another talent for the Dale Salt baseball program. Two years ago, 2019... When they won another NCS title, they've won four straight of those now. When they were they finished number two in the country, and they only lost one game, twenty nine and one that season. It's uh, a good season, I think. When is De La Salle not win? That's the real question. I feel like their ba- I mean, their baseball program's always been good, but these last few years they've just really taken it up a notch. Yeah, um, I do remember. You know, anytime De La Salle, you play De La Salle. We played them, you know, when I played baseball back at Granada. We beat them a couple times. You know, it, it's never an easy game, though. Those it's Granada baseball teams, those Granada Dale Sal games are always a good one, especially when Granada was stacking with talent. With yes. Kirby, Fernandez, Casey, Soltis, that pitching staff, everybody. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the entire roster went to play college ball at Granada yes. that year. The whole outfield one played pro. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that, that was an impressive team. That was, yeah. So it shows you how much it takes to beat De La Salle. Now it's even tougher with how much the baseball program has grown. Then another commitment out here, track and field for Marin Catholic. Sam Wallenstrom committed to Duke. And she's been a good distance runner. 2019, of course, 2020, we couldn't have state championships or sections, anything. Season got cut off real quick there. She was a state champion in the 800 meters. Ran 208.78. That seems fast. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a fast time. She yeah, did a. I, I don't know if I could run that in two oh eight. Yeah, no, not, not the fastest guy. You know, working on it though. I'm working. Working on, on it. it. You're working yeah, on it. Okay. You so you're gonna have the best forty time at some feature showcases. You know, I'm still waiting for you to race me in our forty time. You never did I'm, that. I never said I was gonna race him. I was I, the whole thing. I was waiting for was for you and Austin Flax to go one on one. And that never happened. It never happened. Maybe one day. I don't, I don't want to, you know, take away from these players. The showcases are for the players. But you and I need to do a 40-yard dash. And just see who's fastest. We'll see. See, you're scared. I'm see, not scared. He, Chris Jackson is scared. I'm not scared. Of GMT. Scared of GMT. G, it's a GMT guarantee that I would beat you. I've had it. I've had it. Back to positivity after this GMT guarantee ridiculousness. Chris. Sam Wallenstrom has a good story, too. When she won the state championship meet, that wasn't even the best part of winning that. During the race, a runner fell down. She helped her up, got her up, won a sportsmanship award for that, and won the race, won the state championships in California. And that's That insane. deserves I mean, you deserve all the credit in the world for what she did there. 100%. It's something, you know, usually you're competing – you you can have the tendency to think selfishly, right? That you just want to win yourself, just make sure you finish and be everyone possible. But to help your competitor in a time like that, expect nothing but good things with that. And just shows that you're a good person. I, I honestly don't know if I ever would have done that. I mean, that... Not to say that you're a bad person if you don't do that because you're there to compete, but the fact that it happened and and whatnot is impressive. Yeah, it is. Shows a lot of character from yes. her right there. Dessert. Shows honestly everything you need to know about her, I would say. 
that's not a lot of people do that. I'm not going to knock people that wouldn't do that, but that just puts her on a pedestal right there. Another one of the reasons why she finished on top of California. Hopefully we get state championships this year and she proves herself again. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Duke, so she's done a lot right. But the only thing is, I, I don't like Duke blue. I'm more of a North Carolina blue guy. That, that Carolina blue is sweet. Yeah. That's really sweet. I like that a lot. UNC, Michael Jordan. Best athlete ever, right? We had that debate. I thought you were a Barry Bonds guy. Or Tiger Woods. True. I mean, yeah, they're all right there. I don't know. Anyways, I'm more of a North Carolina guy. If I had to pick in that rivalry, I'd pick North Carolina. Okay. I like the Carolina, but I don't really care who wins in that game. It's just a fun one. It's always a good rivalry. Yeah. Even though, like, uh, you know, always the rivalry weeks, they're always good games. It doesn't matter if you're bad or good that year. It's always a good game. Even when Carolina was bad this year, they still beat Duke. Yeah. So see how great it was. So. It's always yeah. like the Live More Granada games. It doesn't matter how bad. Let's see any rivalry. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. It's just one of those things. It's going to be a big night. Mm-hmm. Well, you've seen it time and time again. But till then, guys, been a fun 16 episode. A lot of a lot of fun. A lot of jabs. A lot of different things thrown in there today. But it was a lot of fun to recap Giants skills. Highlights. Surprised Great. I didn't do any grind my gears with, uh, with how much I've grinded your gears today, apparently. Got over it. So I talked about the success of kids. I forgot about all your other stuff. Once we end this podcast, I'll remember it all again. I'm sure. This is my outlet, my escape for 30 minutes. Please send me some help with Chris because he's not very happy with me right now. Um, For literally no reason. I did nothing wrong. You did plenty wrong. Plenty wrong. But until then, everybody take care. Have a great week. Enjoy what we have left of September. Enjoy this great weather that we've got so far. Our next episode is going to be a fun one. Coach Manny Tarango from Vacaville Christian, the football coach there, done huge things for the Falcons program since he took over a couple of years ago. Section semifinals there in the Sac Joaquin section. So stay tuned for that coming up on Friday. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow us on social media at West Coast Preps underscore and follow our work at westcoastpreps.com.